Anyway. I forgot my coffee. That's okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. You little basic bitch with your <laughs> pumpkin spice latte. In all fairness, latte. you bought that I pumpkin did. spice latte. And I'm drinking mine you're right drinking, now. And you're drinking a hot one mm-hmm. on a hot August day. I prefer... Okay. I don't like the pumpkin spice latte iced, but... Okay. I don't like cold pumpkin. Like, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, But then sense. I will say they have a cold cream pumpkin spice cold brew pumpkin spice cold is, brew right? no that's just an iced pumpkin oh, spice latte delicious. i didn't get you the cold brew because i didn't want you to like have the re- shakes yeah thank you <laughs> i didn't want you to like be up until like five o'clock in the morning with like caffeine shakes i mean i do have to work but also yeah no thank you <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> but yeah the pumpkin cold the pumpkins what is this pumpkin spice cold foam cold yeah. brew Ah. There's too many cold. There's too many words. You just need one cold. Cold is cold. You don't need multiple colds. Cold brewed, cold foam, cold pumpkin. Pumpkins. Yeah, that's the worst part. That one's really good, but you like mix it in with the with the um with the cold brew, and it's delicious. Ah, because gotcha. it's like a foam that sits on top. So like underneath, it's like all black oh, coffee, and then gotcha. they put like the pumpkin cream on top, and like then a, you like mix a floater it of sugary goodness. Oh my god, it's so good. Now, one thing I could tell you is you don't have to worry about it being real pumpkin. No, no, no. It's it's not. I don't like. The, yeah, it's not cold pumpkin. The pumpkin syrup that they use. Ah. Um, I don't like it necessarily that cold. Fair. Iced on ice. It's like say. it's it's ninety four degrees outside, mm-hmm. but it's twelve degrees in here, so that's. Good. It's so good, y'all. If you have not had a pumpkin spice latte, Honestly, what are you doing with your life? I've had my first sips of it, my first one for 2020, and it's a real treat. I always allow myself a couple. Into, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm basic. Because the fucking, okay, my, the thing gets me is it's so good. Okay. But the, the fucking nutritional facts on this bitch. Wow. Wow. Like. It's too much. It should be a meal. There, <laughs> but there's no protein. Wild. It's just fat and carbs. It's not even carbs, it's sugar. No, I think. I think in a venti one, which is the one I'm drinking, there's yeah. 460 calories in just that one drink. And it's because of the sugar syrup. Yeah. But like, I feel like even if you I'm just... I'm going to go less on the sugar syrup. <laughs> no, because it's going to be like spice without the pumpkin part. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, 400 and something calories. What is that? 24 ounces for a venti? Mm-hmm. So... I think 400 something calories. Like even if that thing was full of sugar, I don't think it would. I think if you just put tablespoons of granulated sugar into that cup i don't think it's 400 something calories well, it's because they use whole milk okay they have like that real it's like a i don't know if you've seen it it's like um the consistency of like hot fudge remember like do you think think of like oh, when you syrup? like when you like pump hot fudge out you like, gotta put uh, a little elbow grease yeah into it. it's yeah, like it's that thick, thick. yeah yeah <laughs> but they put five or six pumps of that into one drink what's the math on that 400 divided by <laughs> How many, how much, like, uh, like, that's a lot of pump. Yeah. That's gross. Yeah. But it's also delicious. It's so good. <laughs> but I, like you, I have to limit myself, like, how many I can, I'm, like, allowed to drink in, like, oh, one season. For me, it's not even an allowance. I think I hit, like, once I get past two, it it just naturally tapers off. That's, it's like, now I have to stop. That makes sense, because it's like, okay, I've had it, it's good, I don't need this every day. And it's the same flavor. Mm-hmm. It's not like... It changes whether it's, it's hot or cold or anything. Also, a very putrid orange color. It is. It is un. It is unacceptable. And then also, I think I've had it hot before. Something floats on the top when mm-hmm. it cools down, and I don't know what that is. It's like an oil or something. It looks like palm oil, but yeah. <laughs> and it could be palm oil. Maybe. And you know, it's orange because of all the orangutans that had to die. Aww. Anyway. Sad day. <laughs> oh my gosh! So this is um, sip and tea. 
Yeah. We did not announce the name of the show. At the no, I just I really wanted to go in on PSLs because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's they're out. <laughs> so it's a hot summer day. Welcome. Hey. My name is Andy. I'm I'm Mita. That's Amita. And then <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Today we are going to talk about um one of her favorite like hobbies. I don't know if it's a hobby, but like one of yeah. our favorite pastime things to do. Hobby delicious activity. Yeah. Baking. Baking. It's so much fun. I love it. Think you and I both really got really, really started getting into baking. Yeah. After we watched our first season of the Great, Great British, British Bake, Bake Off. Because I didn't know about the world beyond like Duncan Hines yellow yeah. cake and like cupcakes. And yeah. Straight up just didn't even think and about I bread. Think, I think we watched like I think like our first season, I think it was like technically season seven. Or we something. watched the, the first one that came out on Netflix, which yeah. is like yeah, six or seven. It was not the very first season. No, no, no. The first season was all BBC or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then US didn't get it streaming until like I think it was maybe six or seven. Yeah. But I forgot that baking and comp like pizza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I it's, forgot about all those delicious things. If you've not watched that show. First of all, do it. It is Ugh. so great. They're all quote unquote amateurs, which I feel like the British are lying. <laughs> They're full of lies. Well, the earlier seasons. Yes. I feel like they were amateurs because True. it was like people's like nanas. Like they were legit. Somebody's like, aunt. Yeah. Like who would just bake cakes for people every, every yeah. holiday. And they would like, they interviewed like there was like, you know, there would be like, yeah, it's literally somebody's grandma and she's like a, she's a retired mm-hmm. teacher or whatever. And then she literally would just be throwing down brunch every yeah. Sunday for her kids and her grandkids. And it's like, yeah, of course she makes. Do you bomb remember the one that puffs. would exercise while her cakes were in the oven? Yeah, she would she's do the, like, the like, jazzercise. Get her steps in. Yeah. She gets it. But also so that's cute. how you eat more baked goods. True. You got to keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason I started walking. But, so it's such a technical show and they baking is super technical. Yeah. That's the reason a lot of people don't mm-hmm. like it. Yes. Like my mom hates it because she likes to yeah. freestyle in the kitchen and no. you can't do that when it comes to like yeast and, and leavening. See, I am terrified, not terrified. I don't like to freestyle. I like to just be told like X, Y, and Z. This is how you have to do it. So you like baking. That's why I like baking yeah. because it's like one cup flour, <laughs> A quarter cup sugar. Right. A quarter cup cocoa powder. Right. A leavening agent of some sort. Bring to boil. Everything has to be measured. Like it is, it is very regimented. Like I always tell people it's my favorite. It's the tastiest chemistry. Cause and that's pretty much what yeah, it is. It's it is. just tasty chemistry. And it's so easy. And like at the end you get a delicious sweet treat. Or pizza or like a yeah. challah yeah, or like a, a cone bread as it were. Cone bread. <laughs> <laughs> I love baking so yeah. much. So definitely check that out. But that's what got me into baking. And Same. then from there, I think we took the Macron class at Sur La Table. Yep. And then we also took the croissant. croissant. Yeah. Which, which was that was a, a good time. Which it was that was interesting because croissants actually, if done right, should take a couple days. Yeah, the, the master class recipe is mm-hmm. three days, mm-hmm. I believe. It's like 72 hours. A lot of resting. And that's the thing I think also people don't like about, mm-hmm. like, especially when it comes to bread and yeasted dishes. Oh, but, but I love it because it's like, I can do a little today, I can do a little tomorrow, and then on the third day, I got some break. But breaks. honestly, it is my nightmare. I hate it. Yeah. Like, even the cookies I made today, like, you're supposed to let the dough chill for several yeah. hours. And so usually I do it overnight. But it's like, when I make dough, <laughs> I want to bake cookies, and then I want to eat that hot, fresh cookie. Yeah. So, like, having to wait 12 to 24 hours sucks balls. And yeah. so three days for croissants, I need to go to, like, 
the store and buy like holdover croissants yeah. while I wait for my croissants to so rise. I legit, when you and I made the croissants at home, I was going to go to Costco <laughs> and get like the 12 pack of like their and then, super like, buttery. Show you that like I was like making them or whatever and then take them out of the oven and be no. like, look what I made. I would have clocked that immediately. I'd be like, first of all, they're perfect. So suck a nut. Those are not the ones that you made. <laughs> and also, that was like our, that was our early quarantine. Mm-hmm baking activity so i watched you make that dough yeah, so i knew what it was going to look like <laughs> yeah the um well and that and then the costco croissants have a very distinct look they're perfect it has to be machines right i'm assuming it has perfect to. in shape perfect golden brown flaky they're so good they're good but they're too perfect yeah the more i will say the more i i bake more like advanced dishes mm-hmm. and like uh, yeasted things like mm-hmm. breads. The more I realized that I really like the imperfect ones because you can tell that it's homemade. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Now the store-bought stuff tastes like plastic, <laughs> like butter, like real butter, yeah. like real European butter mm-hmm. and like a good flour. Mm-hmm. That's a, That's I'm a hungry. treat right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one thing that we thought would be fun with this episode is if we both chose, um, something that we enjoy making and then kind of talking very, very briefly, we're not going into extreme detail on any of this, um, detail on like the background behind it. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, do you want to go first? I can go first. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so the dish that I chose is good old fashioned American cornbread. So good. I love a good cornbread and I will fight people. (laughs) Oh, no. Violence. If you bring me dry cornbread. You know what? A dry corn... It'll just ruin your whole meal. I don't want to stereotype. No. But I look at that cornbread from the Whole Foods, and I know it's not right. Yeah, that one's mostly flour. (laughs) First of all, I don't know what kind of cornmeal they're using, but it's not like a good cornmeal. The crumb on that cornbread... And I'm not an expert. No, me neither. But it looks like sand. It's not right. It's too close in texture. And I think it's because the cornmeal they use is too finely ground. That's Makes what sense. I'm. That's what Makes I'm finding. Sense. Is it's like the cornbread. I the the cornmeal that I use, which I did make some cornbread. It's like a today. medium ground. It's like a medium. It's mm-hmm. pretty chunky. Um, but yeah. So so the whole reason I picked cornbread is because about a year and a half ago, uh-huh. I was like, oh, I want to learn how to cook and start baking and mm-hmm. doing everything from scratch. And then I was like, oh well, I want to learn how to make stuff that's like rooted in my history. So yeah. like, what are foods? Because like, it doesn't matter where you're born in the United States. If you're black, we've all eaten the same things. Mm-hmm. Like variations of it but the style of cooking like soul food or african-american or whatever you want to call it it's all pretty universal cornbread i mean that's just that's so good that's just good classic black food (laughs) yeah it's so good so when i started thinking it was literally like a year and a half ago i discovered um this cookbook that i really really love Mm -hmm. and it's called jubilee recipes from two centuries of african-american cooking and it's by tony tipton martin okay and she's like a food historian. She okay. she does a lot of deep dives. She does all the research. So please check out this book. Mm-hmm. It's got incredible recipes in it. Um, everything from like celebration teas through cakes and cinnamon rolls okay. and pickled shrimp and everything that historically has come out of our enslaved ancestors. Mm-hmm. And there's an entire section on just breads and baking and cook and cookies yeah. and stuff. And there's an entire section on cornbread because it's like a staple food for black people but okay, also just yeah. for southern style cooking well and cornbread to me it's it's one of those um how do you say this like um controversial dishes at it like the, at the gathering yeah because you know somebody's grandma's like now listen don't let aunt cheryl bring cornbread she's not allowed it's almost at the same level as the potato salad but i was not gonna quite. say not potato quite salad's the other one that will literally start a family fight 
at the at the picnic. If I come to or the, uh, the gathering, if I come to a, a gathering and I see that there's certain things yeah. in the potato salad that I won't eat, I'm leaving. Like I'm straight up leaving. Yeah. Like I come in and I'm like, no, but no greetings. Let me go look at that potato salad. Yeah. And if it's not to my liking, like if yeah. there's green peppers in there yeah. for some fucking reason and I just don't like those, mm-hmm. I'm leaving. Like, yeah. bye, Grandma. I'm sorry yeah. we couldn't talk. The potato salad is or trash. Raisins. What are you even talking about? What are you even? To- I could, I could, I could <laughs> curse somebody out about potato salad. Why? Why raisins of all things? People like to add sweetness where sometimes you just don't need it. Like, there's a nat. Well, and when my mom makes potato salad, she adds a little sugar to counter like the. To, to counter whatever the she puts mustard it. in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to counter the acidity, just like a good tomato sauce, mm-hmm. just like a good sauce, you got to put a little sugar in there. Yeah. You don't add dehydrated grapes. You don't do that. No. That's wrong. That's like, un-American. It's like chewy. It doesn't like. I don't. It's. It maintains its texture. So I'm I'm getting like a sticky taffy on the left side and a soft potato on the right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to chew these things Ooh, together. Bitch, and make sure your potatoes are well cooked. If if I bite into a firm oh, potato. Oh my God. It, oh, it's, just, it's right up there with uncooked rice. Like mm-hmm. the whole meal is ruined. Yeah. Like the chicken tastes bad the because worst. the potatoes are undercooked. Have you ever have you ever been to a function where you see the potato salad? Right. It looks good. It looks so good, Deceiving. and you're like you're like oh I'm, this is gonna taste so good. You're you're imagining it right what it's gonna taste yeah. like, and then you you bite into like a like not a stale like an undercooked potato, and like that texture alone ruins it. I and you can't eat it. That's the like it's like those moments where you eat an undercooked potato where I mm-hmm. realize like how world wars start. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you bite into a hard potato and you're like, I could take a life. I could eradicate an entire group take of people a life right now. Right now. Like how dare you? And there's raisins? Get the guns. Everybody. <laughs> and there's raisins. Grapes too. A lot of uh, people add grapes to a lot of weird stuff too. I've only had it in like fruit salads. Fair. Which is where they belong, I would Um say. Yeah. What else has grapes? I'm trying to think. I don't remember. Whatever. The worst the worst cooking experience ever was somebody used cream of mushroom soup to make enchiladas one time, and I didn't care for that. That is confusing. Cream of mushroom soup and yeah. enchilada. We should have a whole episode on bad food experience. That would be fun. I'll tell you what. i tell you what. That would be fun. <laughs> so going. Jubilee. Back to. Jubilee. It. Back to the topic. Cone bread. So <laughs> in the book, uh, they talk about how there's like multiple styles of cornbread. Uh-huh. So it started off as what they call like Johnny cakes or like griddle cakes, which okay. are, I've made them before. I didn't like them, Okay, but it's cornmeal. It's very, very simple. It's pretty much cornmeal, hot water, like hot water cakes, hot water. Cornbread is a different style okay. of cornbread. Um, and you just kind of like fry it up and like almost like a pancake style. Okay. But it's like, it's, it's grainy to me because it's cornmeal. It sounds dry. Yeah. And it can be very dry. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like you fry it up and like legit lard. But Ooh. these are like, this is like the 1600s. Nah, this is what, good. here's the thing. But, <laughs> it's like, I don't eat lard, but honestly, <laughs> fry me up some corn. And some has, there, has there ever been any of these recipes where you've had to omit lard or something like that? Yeah, and yeah. like, or have you been like, it needs that? Like, yeah. So in the book, so the beautiful thing about Jubilee is that it goes back and looks, it, she literally did find recipes that were published in like the 1800s. Oh, awesome. But I think the first cookbook that she found that was published by a black person was mm-hmm. like 1811. Okay. And then before that, there are cookbooks where they're published or written by white people, but they reference the recipes of their servants or their slaves okay. or whoever it was. So there's literal cookbooks from like the 1700s and it's written by a white woman. Mm-hmm. And one of them's called like, 
it has a weird title. I should have written it down. It's like Negro housekeeping or something. Wow. This is this is a while ago, but it was like it was like a home economics book, but from the perspective of Negroes. And there's a whole section on cornbread okay. because, again, it's important. <laughs> it's important. <laughs> it's important. But, it, yeah, they do. They use a lot of lard. They use a lot of shortening and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't eat meat like that. I eat seafood, but I don't eat yeah. pork or anything like that. So I just use vegetable shortening, and mm-hmm. it still comes out really well. The ginger snaps that I made today, that has vegetable shortening in it. And okay. And that's 90% of the reason why they're so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. The key to baking is butter mm-hmm. and, like, fat. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, no, we have... um. The cookies that we make that have a lot of lard, they're uh, biscochitos. Okay. And they, um, it's like a shortbread, essentially, okay. but it's like, it has a lot of cinnamon and sugar and deliciousness. Yeah. But like, I would think I would be terrified to try to submit anything but the lard. Because it, it would be a completely different flavor. It, it, <laughs> it is a completely it's different It's like flavor. that kind of cookie that you bite into, that kind of like shortbread and it just melts in your mouth. Yeah. Because there's so much fucking lard in this cookie. It's like the few times that I eat tortillas and I know they're made with lard, it's, mm-hmm. it is a better tortilla. You can't, you cannot substitute anything. <laughs> like I've tried and they're just never going to be mm-hmm. right. Um, but anyway, so the reason I wanted to do cornbread is because it is historically based in enslaved peoples brought over from West Africa, yeah. from the Western like coast of Africa um, during slavery in the United States. So okay. um, their cornbread and its variations are kind of, uh, they're based off of two African dishes they can find uh, okay. historically. So one of them is called fufu which I think a lot of people have heard of, but it's a staple food made by pounding separate equal portions of cassava and green plantain flour. Okay. So if you were to take any type of like starchy root vegetable, you can take them, you can make a flour out of anything. Hmm. Um, But yeah, you just kind of pound those together the same way they do in Hawaii, like making poi or something like that. Okay. And then the way, I guess the way that, I've never had it, but they form it into a ball and -hmm. then you can kind of take pieces off, a lot of hand foods, right? You Mm -hmm. eat things in your hands. Take pieces off with your hands, kind of ball it up and dip it in soups and sauces and just kind of like pop them in. So that's fufu. So they're saying that that was a dish that was brought over with enslaved peoples. And then another one is called kenki, which is um, basically a sourdough dumpling. Okay. So again, you just... a good sourdough. So when enslaved peoples were brought over from Africa, it was like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, we don't have cassava and we don't have all these traditional African things, but we do have a lot of fucking corn. Yeah. (laughs) And so we were like, all right, let's find 47 ways to make corn and on all of its... Variations. Well, easy, easily accessible. Easily accessible, high calorie cheap. content, super cheap. It's it's it was a staple food. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, a lot of just influence came out of African slaves who then transferred stuff into what we consider to be classic American dishes. The thing that I found the most interesting was that like after emancipation, as enslaved peoples moved, they migrated north and they also migrated west, which people forget about. Mm-hmm. As those as People migrated, their foods would migrate with them, and then they would take on new traditions. Yeah. And the biggest one that you can tell in cornbread is what they call, quote, unquote, Spanish cornbread. But it's essentially cornbread mm. with green chilies, cheese, onion, like, so basically good. Mexican flavors. Mm-hmm. And as slaves move, or as enslaved people, excuse me, move from the south across, like, Arizona, New Mexico, mm-hmm. Texas, northern Mexico, da 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 all the way over to California, all those delicious flavors got tossed into some cornbread. Absolutely. It's one of those things that's... Uh... If you got it, use it. Amen. And like, that and that really comes out of, like, I'm sorry, but that's pretty much what you had to learn in slavery. You got mm-hmm. the the worst bits of the animal. You got all the leftover stuff. You got to learn how to. So we made chitlins. And in other cultures, you learn how to use the, ta- the tongue, and you learn how to use the ears, and you mm-hmm. learn how to use the tail. And you get delicious, delicious foods, mm-hmm. but, like, not good for your heart, yeah. but good for your spirit. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Like the amount of butter that I put into this cornbread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that cornbread is so good. Thank you. It's the first time I made the Spanish one, but I like green chili. So anything with green chili is a treat. Has a really good... Oh, green chili. Just that green chili like flavor. Just the smell. Like uh, yeah. roasting. I was going to say Ugh. that too. When you like walk into like the flea market or something yeah. and they're roasting the chilies. You just Ugh. follow your nose. So good. So good. There was that one time I was like, I need to buy roasted chilies. And I know they're here because I smell them. <laughs> And I need to find them. <laughs> and you know you're getting close when your eye starts to water and you're like, bit. yeah, they're roasting it right now. Yeah. So, yeah. So just cornbread, enslaved peoples, American Southern yeah. food staple. And then people eat it differently throughout the, like in mm-hmm. different ways. So like my mom is from the East Coast. My family's from the South. So I'm used okay. to just regular good old fashioned cornbread. Mm-hmm. I used to eat it just drizzled with a little honey because you can never make yeah. corn sweet enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but also like coming from Colorado, cornbread and chili. I mean, shut it down. That's just so delicious. Good. So good. <laughs> yeah, we never had, like growing up, I think my mom used to always just make, um, just like your general. Just like Jiffy. Everybody makes the Jiffy the box Jiffy, cornbread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with yeah, that. But yeah. from scratch is a different. It's a yeah. di- it Oh, I can different. only imagine. Yeah. Because that one, yeah, the one that you made today, amazing. Ah, I you. loved every, I loved every bite of it. Yeah. Um, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was kind of like, but that was like one of the things with cornbread is that learn from a very young age. yeah <laughs> if you overbake it man it's it's a game over and it's like one of the it's it's one of those things that like you can overbake it by like 30 seconds and it's and it's, <laughs> it's it 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 crumbles like sand it's yeah. so dry it pretty much reverts back to cornmeal and it's so yeah it's yeah it it's almost like the cornmeal doesn't like to hold on to the moisture and that's why you can use the hot water method because mm-hmm. it kind of forces the corn the hot yeah. water kind of Gives it a little, yeah, a little bit. But the, when you do it the way that I did, which I was is not say the pores, and I know that's not the word. I don't know science. I don't know what the food cuticle. is. Cuticle. Sure, corn cuticles. I don't like that at all. I don't either. <laughs> sounds really gross. But like, yeah. So the hot water method does literally change the texture of mm-hmm. the cornbread. So the one that I made is not a hot water method. Okay. So that's why if it was over, if if I was able to dry it out, which fortunately with the chilies and the cheese and everything, it's kind of hard. But if I, I mean, I would be able to dry that mm-hmm. out because there's nothing, there's no hot water to really open up that cornbread okay. to soften it up. Okay. But then it's like you can make cornbread. They call it spoon bread, okay. and it's essentially like a corn meringue. I think they make it bloom in baking. I think that's similar, the yeah. word. You do it with like yeast and stuff, so yeah. maybe that's it. Yeah. Um, but spoon bread is a similar thing where you spoon do it with the hot bread. water method. It's still cornmeal, still hot water, but then you kind of turn it into like a meringue, and it's very light and fluffy. I have the re- – again, it's in the cookbook, Okay. and I'm going to make it someday, but I haven't yeah. gotten there yet. Awesome. There's only so much corn a person should eat. Yeah. No, no, definitely. <laughs> but I love cornbread. Good. Yeah, I, me too. <laughs> Bring it over anytime you want. Hey man, that's about to be my favorite. That's about to be my potluck staple, like um, scratch made cornbread. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, just really quick tangent to the children of TikTok. Uh oh. Um, what do they do? Whipped egg whites, sugar, and cornstarch um, does not make what you call cloud, cloud bread. bread. Um, not bread. That is actually a. Classic French dessert called a meringue. meringue. Yeah. You're making blue colored meringue and have the nerve to call it cow. Cl- Americans are trash. <laughs> I was so pissed when I fucking saw that video. You texted it to me. You sent me a picture and you're like, they're calling it. Cl- this is meringue. I literally, they're like, this isn't. Well, okay. So it was the caption that got me because they said, this is an amazing gluten free, like keto alternative to bread. Yep. And I was like, Oh, yeah. okay. So I'm like, this this is good. My sister is gluten intolerant. She has True. celiac disease. So this is something awesome. I'm going to learn how to make this. 
They showed me the ingredients and I said, that looks like a meringue. And then they... <laughs> and then they whipped it up. And they said, whip until stiff peaks. And I said, bitch, this is, is a, a meringue. meringue. <laughs> Everything in keto is uh-huh. pretty much just like a variation of salty meringues. Yeah. But they call it like keto bread. Because I'm pretty so sure weird. if somebody on keto was like, oh, you're going to eat this meringue between your with your turkey but as your turkey sandwich. Sugar turns into carbs. So sugar is a carb. It's a pure carb. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not supposed to be eating carbs on keto. Right. So it's like. But they'll do what four they, tablespoons of sugar does not make a keto bread. No, but they, so I, they do it in ways where they remove the sugar or they use fake sugar like stevia mm-hmm. or some shit. I've seen that. But yeah, it's just meringue. So you're right. And you're right to be pissed because we like baking and we know these words now. <laughs> I was like, bitch, this ain't, this ain't no damn bread. Where's the flour? Doesn't bread have to have some kind Literally, of flour? Literally, I was like, almond flour, we got nothing? No, coconut Rice flour? flour. Coconut, coconut flour is yeah. low in carb. Lower in carb, I yeah. should say. Sweet trash. Yeah, kids, learn words. And I can't even imagine, like, the, the consistent, like, when they broke it open, I get it, it looks like bread. It looks like a cloud. Yeah, because didn't they dye it blue? Yeah, they, they dyed it blue. That's which dumb. I don't know. I don't know what that whole trend is. Like, have you noticed like anything that's like a weird color, like really trends in like for the food for world? Food? Like they made like rainbow grilled cheese a thing, oh, and like yeah, rainbow did. bagels. But and... remember when we were growing up, little little kids, mm-hmm. they had like green ketchup and purple ketchup True. and stuff, and. I mean, for children. I mean, that can be left in the past. I didn't even. I thought the I don't green. Think I even, thought the green tasted. I think weird. my. I think I asked for it one day. And my mom said, "You're out of your mind." <laughs> if you think my mom dropped like seven dollars on I mean, colored ketchup, ketchup purple she, ketchup. I had to eat that at my white friend's house because they had purple and green ketchup, and I thought the green tasted Fucking weird. Fucking wild. You could taste the green. Yeah. But not like a healthy plant green, like a like, like a Crayola forest green. Yeah. Just give me like tomatoes, vinegar, salt. Yeah. Mash it. That's all I need. Puree, if you will. Do you see Dunkaroos are back? Yeah. You've told me that three times. I'm so happy. I feel like you want to get some Dunkaroos. I have. I had them. I Every time I go to 7-Eleven, I grow and I grab because they're always on the counter. I, I'm not They're made by now. Betty Crocker. Really? Yeah. I don't think they were back in the I day. I don't think they are. Good for Betty Crocker. Yeah. Get your money. Yeah. Millennials love nostalgia. <laughs> oh, I love them. <laughs> I will be very upset when they go we away. We got to learn how to bake them. Right? That'd be fun. You made that Dunkaroo dip and it was really good. Yeah. With like the Teddy Grahams and, and stuff. So it was mostly sugar. We got to learn how to bake them though. I My next baking challenge, I'm going to learn how to make graham crackers. Because when I go camping, Ooh. I want homemade graham crackers, homemade marshmallow. you so fancy. And then like a Hershey bar because I'm not making my own chocolate. No. Like who has Can the time you? to like boil the, the pot? Well, and, and... you got to ferment it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I don't know how to do any of that. Hershey bar, homemade marshmallow. I watched videos on how to do it because I've always been intrigued. And I'm mm. like... I'm never doing this. The last time we did a bake-off, that's another fun thing. So we used to do bake-offs back mm-hmm. in the day where we could all get together and congregate in a space. Yep. And uh, the B- last... BC, before Corona. Before Corona. And the last bake-off we had, you decided that we were going to make cakes, but then we had to have tempered chocolate decorations. Mm-hmm. And I failed tempered chocolate. Oh, I did so good at tempered chocolate. I don't think I'm ever going to temper chocolate in my life. It's hard. It's very hard. It's very technical. It has to... For anybody that doesn't know, tempered chocolate is... You have to you have to warm up the chocolate very gently mm-hmm. and slowly mm-hmm. um, to the perfect temperature, and then rapidly cool it down. Yep. So that it comes back down in temperature, and what that does is it makes the chocolate more um, like handleable. Like you can work with it a little bit you more. You can work it with it a little bit more. It melts as fast. Yeah. It won't. It 
it's great for making like candies and stuff mm-hmm. because when chocolate is tempered, it's got this beautiful gloss to it mm-hmm. once it cools down. Like so every, pretty. Every time you've ever gone to like a legit pastry shop and mm-hmm. something's like shiny and chocolatey, it's tempered chocolate. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the rest of us, when we're like making, it's like all cloudy and dark. That's not tempered. <laughs> yeah, that's not tempered. Boiled chocolate. That's just attempted, and that's yeah. what my cake was because I tried to temper white chocolate, which is really hard, and I failed miserably. I I think I chose to use just regular like milk or dark chocolate just because I, I knew it's it was a little bit easier. easier. Yeah. Um, I think white chocolate you have to melt even slower because there's not all of the natural fats and stuff as there are in regular chocolate. I think it was something like that. But the the one thing I did learn is that like professionals they just use a sous vide machine Which to keep it the makes perfect temperature. So much. Sense. And I was like, well, I'm not gonna buy a sous vide for like an occasional bake off with this my friend. Three hundred dollar yeah. machine just yes. so that I can temper chocolate. <laughs> so I can make like cake for one. No, it's not that yeah, deep. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but what's your baked good friend? So my baked good is actually people might not know it's a baked good, but True. it's called um, pot creme. Ooh. And what that is, is it's French for pots of cream. Hey. <laughs> um, it's actually a semi-set um, baked custard. So right. I use um, like little white ramekins when I make it mm-hmm. um, at the house. And then you bake it in like a water bath and it's covered. So like the steam and everything kind of helps set that custard. Right. Um, but then it's like super light and mm. airy and delicious and flavorful and creamy. Oh my God. It's so, so good. good. I uh, love <laughs> um, it's, um, essentially to give you an idea, if you haven't had it, it's essentially, um, the underneath of creme brulee. Yes. Yeah. Um, so essentially it's the creme. Yeah. It's the creme part of, of creme brulee. Yeah. Um, you just don't, you know, brulee. Yeah, you don't <laughs> burn the sugar on top of it, which I mean is obviously delicious. <laughs> Caramel. I bought a torch so I could learn how to do that. I think I tried once and I was like, I'm done. I thought you did it last time. You made creme brulee. No. Oh, it was delicious. I tried. I remember cracking the shell once. It was yeah. good. It was it good. Was, it was something. It's good. I I didn't realize how much sugar you have to put on top. It's a thick coat of sugar, <laughs> and then you got to caramel it dies down because it doesn't. It's not thick, like on the no. top, like when when you burn it and you melt it down, it's not thick. Yeah. But to get that thin layer of melted sugar, you have Several to put tablespoons. a lot of sugar on top. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. But it's so good. Mm-hmm. And I will say, like you make pot of creme, not, reg- not, any- not anymore. You used to make it more regularly. Yeah, I haven't but made it in a while. the few times you've made it, it's delicious. Like mm-hmm. you make a really good pot of creme. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and weirdly enough, so we're recording this on August 27th. It is actually National Pot of Creme Day, which I did not plan this. Right. Um, I literally just was trying to find one of the websites that I had pulled up on my phone, but I actually <laughs> exited out. Searched it today, and it was like, oh, National Pot of Creme Day. And I was like, that's fucking weird. And I'm really disappointed that you didn't make me Pot of Creme. I know. <laughs> I am too now that it's National Pot of Creme Day. Lies. Even um, if you found out a week ago, you still wouldn't have made it. Let's be real. It's 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 a labor of love. All baking is. It is. But this one is just, um, it was funny. So I, I got the Sugar Rush um, cookbook by Johnny... I don't know how to say his last name. Mm-hmm. He's a that fine Italian man with He's all got the tattoos. tattoos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good a good chef's got the tattoos. Yeah. You know, we all know what we're talking um, about. Very Guido fresh mm. with the hair and But then he makes back. sweet treats. So good. Ugh, give, um, take this ring. I used his recipe and then 
when I was trying to look up like a more technical question online, <laughs> I pulled up one recipe and it said like, you know how it will say like the level of like oh, right. baking yeah. skills Easy, required or whatever. Beginner. Yeah. Um, it said advanced slash technical. And I was like, oh, this is like an advanced recipe. Which is so funny because now you can bust out a pot of creme like super quick, even mm-hmm. though it's an advanced recipe. But then it's like sometimes the easiest stuff, mm-hmm. like you're really good at pizza crust, but I've I've fucked over a pizza <laughs> crust multiple times. It's all about um, you don't want to like overwork the dough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I learned which, that. The last one was perfect, but good. sometimes the simplest stuff is the hardest. Definitely. Um, so pot of creme actually originated back in the 17th century. So prior to that... Um, the podocrem was actually just um, like the custard filling that they put mm. inside of pies. Pies and tarts um, and stuff, yeah. And then the 17th century came around and everybody was like, hey, we want like individual versions of these. Because so, like. This is for me. I feel like the 17th century, that's probably when we discovered like germs. Like, is that around the plague? <laughs> we were like, everybody needs Maybe. individual size. Maybe that was like the nobody shares anything. It's like everybody gets individually made and wrapped. I and wouldn't be surprised if it was like related to Interesting. That I didn't think of that. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I got ideas. Yeah. Doesn't mean they work. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so according to daysoftheyear.com. Um, oh, yeah, I love that website. I always like websites that like to poke fun at how Americans say things because even like, um, even like when you watch Bake Off or whatever, they say right. things and you're like, mm. oh, I'll be watching Great British Bake Off. And I think every episode I've had to Google something. It took me forever to figure out that they were talking about aluminum foil when they said, pass me the aluminum. And I was like, the what? I think I Googled I what turn a- the, I had to turn the subtitles on so I could see the word. I was like. Aluminum. aluminum you didn't know that they said aluminium <laughs> i never i think i knew but i don't think i ever like actually they say it a lot that's how they say it yeah that's their word <laughs> yeah um they originated the language. i think the last i think the first one that i googled and i felt just really dumb uh-huh. was i was like what's the difference between a sponge and a cake yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like what's a sponge and then they're talking then they say biscuit but they're making cookies and i was like but there is no buttermilk saltiness this does not look like a popeye's biscuit i mean literally that first sugar cookie that's a cookie you're using the wrong word wild brits it's so funny but then we're actually using the wrong word yeah it's true (laughs) they originated the language apparently um so (laughs) it is not as the name suggests which it's they said they spelled it out phonetically. Okay. Pots de cream. Right. <laughs> but in fact, is potocram. Potocram. Which I already knew. That I don't I'm think semi professional. I don't think we should. We as Americans should be held accountable <laughs> for saying French words. I think that that's <laughs> fucked up and rude because we speak American. American. We don't speak English. I'll tell you that. Um. So, yeah. What did I say? It was um. One fun thing with this is the French actually don't have a word for custard, which right. I thought was interesting. So that's why it's just a cream or a creme. Um, and they have like 17 types of creme. Yeah. <laughs> um, and custards actually date back to um, the Middle Ages, which, which is, is wild. It's like me. it's wild. But then you think about it and you're like, yeah, everybody was on the farm. Everybody had a cow. Like, also, I want to know the person who invented these things. Like who right. was like. Let's just take the egg yolks, right. not the liquidy parts around it. Let's right. take some sugar hmm. and some fresh cream from like the goat or the fucking cow. Right. And hmm. let's mix it together and bake it, like put it over fire and right. see what happens. Who thought of this? It had to come out of something. Like 
the only way that I imagine I recipes, I imagine recipes are born from you, like with the egg. Mm-hmm. They had to separate it for something originally. Mm-hmm. I don't know why in the Middle Ages you would separate yolks from whites, but they probably just had leftover yolks and they're like, what can we do with this? Mm-hmm. Um, and I imagine that's how it's created. But probably that no mentality idea. of like use everything. You definitely can't afford to get, you know, mm-hmm. like these just chickens are only away. laying so much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we are extremely wasteful nowadays. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Um, and then the word custard is actually derived from the word crustad, which is, um, it just means, uh, it's a tart with a crust essentially. So that's kind of fun. And then after the 16th century, they started making a lot of fruit creams, Mm. which that is my favorite podocrum is like a strawberry mint one that I make. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Baking is hard. Yeah. It's, um, it's a smell when you make it. I don't. <laughs> first off, I don't like the smell of hot milk. Right. No, it's a weird smell. Um, it just it just doesn't smell right to me. Like it just smells. It smells like it's going bad. Essentially. Um, Maybe. And then yeah. on top of that, you put strawberries, which are typically eaten cold or at room temperature. Right. Um, room temperature if you're like a normal person. Cold <laughs> if you're kind of a psychopath. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't like biting into cold things i have very sensitive teeth so when like i watch somebody take an apple out of the fridge and just rip into it it makes me want to punch you in the heart yeah it it causes me physical pain uh, children biting ice cream i'll <laughs> kick a child biting an ice cream <laughs> oh my god we went to the asian mart the other day and i have to tell you about these apples that we got we got like the um what are like it's like the light red and orange with like the yellow streaks is it like gala apples or something it's either gala or fuji is it super sweet or kind of tart? Super sweet. Fuji. Okay. So we got those uh-huh. from the H Mart down the street. Mm-hmm. Um, I kid you not. Both We got two apples. Both of them were roughly the size of Chester's head. <laughs> Just some big ass apples. <laughs> I I cut I cut one for like a snack the next day. Okay. And like I was eating apples from like 10 a.m. to probably like 1.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> it, had, it was so many fucking apples. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like so many like little wedges. Just three hours of like the same apple. Yeah. Because yeah. I just kept going back. Like obviously like I just kept like grabbing one. But mm-hmm. I was like, man, this like bowl's never ending. <laughs> That's a big ass apple. So huge. So huge. But delicious. Delicious. Surely genetically modified because I don't think apples get that big. It was I the size know, of a dog's head. I don't know. I just bought some organic onions and they're huge. Mm-hmm. And usually organic stuff is actually really small. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. Either you're being lied to. True. No, I went to the hippie store. I went to the hippie <laughs> store. It's it's organic. Uh, <laughs> oh, and then um, the other fun thing. So, uh, podocrem was is actually also referred to as petite pots. Right. Which is um, also just a name for like what they would put them in back in the day. Just a little pot. It's just a little pot. It's just a little it's pot. It's so cute. And they're usually like, you know, intricately like hand painted and right. like very cute. And they have like little lids and very formal. Very French. Yeah. Like. Beautiful. The French are very good about naming stuff. Because it's very straightforward. Straightforward. It's like petit pot. It's a small pot. Yeah. And then it's like pan au chocolat. It's bread with chocolate. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, yeah. no, that's exactly what I ordered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You don't want that <laughs> chocolate with that bread. Yeah. No. Together. In one. Yeah. With the butter. Mm. Mm. And the flaky goodness. French butter is a different kind of butter. It is. So yeah. good. So yeah, that's that's my one of my favorite things. I recommend everybody try to make podocrem at least once. It definitely is an experience. That's your if you were to make one recommendation on one thing everybody should bake, you're gonna mm-hmm. say podocrem. Yeah. Oh boy. 
because it's uh i think like for me like it's easy like one batch will make like um like six to seven servings of right. it so like when you're if you're like having like a dinner party at your house or whatever right. it would be so easy just to make this well easy quote unquote, quote unquote um to just make this and have that as your dessert and it's like it's stunning it's light in texture it's it is it, it's, it's delicious way, it, it seems super fancy and complicated yes. but like you said the more you work on it it it's becomes four very ingredients easy. yeah it's egg cream sugar yeah and uh milk in a pot the french get it like it's four <laughs> ingredients you're not gonna break the bank making it right um it does get like pricier as you start adding things to it so like like if you do the like, fresh mint fresh mint that's or gonna... why are strawberries like 7.99 a pound these days i don't know <laughs> i don't know they used to be i mean we gotta start growing them or something right interesting yeah so yeah i, I would recommend anybody at least trying to make them once they are they're fun I would, yeah, if I good. were to make one recommendation for one thing that everyone should know how to make, it's bread. Okay. Again, it's like a couple ingredients, like salt, flour, mm -hmm. yeast, water. Technically, that's a simple Dutch oven bread that you can make. Yeah. Um, and I don't understand why we go to the store and pay $7 for a loaf when you can literally truly. make it for 16 cents. I mean, I say truly, and I'm the one who <laughs> buys like organic, like smooth Same. wheat bread. Oh, I'm now working on raisin bread. I was going to ask you this. Is there anything you're working on during the pandemic? Because mm. my main focus right now is I'm working on uh, raisin bread. Okay. And I want to master English muffins because okay. I'm really getting into a breakfast coffee English muffin situation. Okay. Um, but raisin bread is, I love it. <laughs> raisin bread is good. I like it with like a good cinnamon butter. I'm learning um, how to make cinnamon chips ooh. that melt into the raisin bread. Ooh. I got a system so going. Fancy. I got a system going. Um not necessarily i've been really wanting to make um macrons again mm. so i think you and i will definitely have to try that it's a team effort yeah um it's just it's also just more fun when you have like it is because you can just talk to each other and be like why the fuck is my batter like this or like you know just yelling and talking shit because baking is um, um problematic it is and it it's also like a lot of like um like hurry up and wait yes it's yes like, you got to do this really quickly and then it's like all right wait for 30 minutes so then it's like kind of nice to have somebody to like talk to yeah. and like shoot the shit while you're like just waiting for your shit to develop okay waiting for your shit to shoot um <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite easiest like it's just a white bread dutch oven it's just a mm -hmm. dutch oven bread it's literally you can make it this you you bake it the same day you make it which is very rare for a lot of breads okay. that are yeasted but even that one, like you said, hurry up and wait. You you literally combine these like four ingredients and yep. then it has to proof for like three to six hours. Mm -hmm. So even something that you can eat the same day yeah. when it comes to baked goods can still take like hours. Yeah. So it is more fun when you have somebody to like join you in the struggle. Yeah. <laughs> what is, okay, this is my last question and then we'll wrap it up. All right. What is something that you've learned to make mm. that is problematic? Like it's so easy to make. But like you can make it all the time now and <laughs> you probably shouldn't be eating like a plate full of caramels like right. on a casually on a Saturday, but you can if you wanted to. Chocolate cake. Chocolate I've cake. now gotten to the point I've I've got my own personal vegan recipe okay. that uses coconut oil and coconut milk. So mm -hmm. it adds that nutty sweetness to it. Mm -hmm. And I can I can make from scratch to baked in less than an hour. Nice. Yeah. For like a single layer. You can make multiple layers in that time too. Very but nice. I've it's memorized. It's mm -hmm. like one cup here, half cup there, one egg. It's so simple mm -hmm. and I've got it I mean, and yeah, you know, sometimes I'll, you know, I'll smoke something pretty strong. Mm -hmm. And then I'm I'm making a chocolate cake. Nice. And I'm eating it hot out of the oven and my fingers are burning, but it's delicious. delicious. <laughs>
because I have the munchies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I think mine would be um, like a good chocolate mousse. So mm. I can make like a so simple. It's literally like whipping cream and chocolate. Yeah. And a couple egg yolks. Yeah. It's so simple. So delicious. The best things are. I can whip up a chocolate mousse, I think, in legit like 15 to 20 minutes. See? And then it's like in the fridge chilling for like an hour. And you put it in like a fancy wine glass with some glass shavings, like some chocolate glass yeah. shavings. <laughs> some chocolate shavings mm-hmm. and like a strawberry and all of a sudden it's like date night. Chocolate mousse is so good. I, there's something about it. It feels like decadent and rich when i was growing and up like my you stepdad feel like used to make them feel bougie yeah in your chocolate mousse oh when i was so my step when i was growing up my stepdad was a chef and mm-hmm. he 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 was really good at chocolate mousse too but like one time i tried the one that had alcohol in it mm-hmm. and i'm not gonna lie that shit was delicious i was I'm like sure. 10 and i was like i want this one i want this one <laughs> absolutely so good so fucking good that's something everyone should do we're having you know we're all we're all stuck in the house mm-hmm. winter is coming amen um <laughs> figure out something that you love and yeah. just master it from scratch. If it's yeah. something that you really, really love or it's something mm-hmm. that you just, its maybe it's a specialty thing. You want to learn how to make a good challah bread. Yeah. Try it out. What are you doing? True. We're all sitting at home. Truly. Now, yeast is hard to find right now. <laughs> I spent $37 mm-hmm. buying yeast from a website online yeah. and I still got just the three pack pouches, but I think mm-hmm. I bought six strips that have yeah. three pouches each. Okay. Um, I spent $37 on yeast. Nice. And it's That's not even going to get good. me through like half the winter. That's ridiculous. It is, but like... You hoes are playing games. Like I'm yeah. telling you guys to bake, but also maybe not use yeast because I'm running out. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and I'll say it. Um, I want to bring back. I, I was reading this article about the um, one of my favorite desserts and how it's kind of like died down Uh-oh. or died out a little bit. Like people don't make it as much because it's probably not good for you. <laughs> um, let's be real. Um, but back in the day, oh, people used to make chocolate cake. But they'd make it with mayonnaise. Oh, no. That's the best. <laughs> People don't do it anymore. It's the best. It's literally. So this article is all about how, like, it really had its peak, um, like, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and how it was really popular. But because mayonnaise is such, like, a fatty food, essentially, they. That's why it goes they, in the like, cake. <laughs> stop doing it and then yeah. people started making like healthier alternatives it's that whole 80s low fat trend mm-hmm. it really destroyed baked goods but like and that's how they're saying like mayonnaise like chocolate cakes or mayonnaise cakes in general are not seen in cookbooks anymore yeah. because people don't make them it's like a dying recipe essentially but so you know okay so and I, it's delicious it's so good and the reason it's good is because what is mayonnaise it's fat it's egg and oil. Yeah. I make, so a lot of people don't, but I actually make mayonnaise from scratch. Mm-hmm. So you just take a fresh egg, you whip it, and then you slowly drizzle mm-hmm. in oil of your choice. And so, again, it makes sense that you would use egg and oil in a cake recipe. Mm-hmm. So don't be disgusted by putting mayonnaise in your cake. It's egg and oil. Now, for those of you who don't know the difference, do mm-hmm. not use Miracle Whip. It's not salad dressing. No. It's mayonnaise. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Miracle Whip, Whip has like onion flavor gross i don't get disgusting it. it's not for me no not at all and sour cream is good in cakes too <sighs> all, all creams and things yeah <laughs> so good it's just random now uh, i'm just hungry <laughs> yeah right well thanks for listening everybody this has been sipping tea you can listen to our podcast bi-weekly wherever you listen to podcasts um you can follow us on social media uh sipping tea 303 you can follow me personally on instagram MVP Andy. <laughs> you can think about it. <laughs> you can follow me personally on Instagram at myco plants. 
Yeah. Um, make sure to follow either us or our page just so that you are updated on when we are posting. Mm-hmm. And we'll also post fun stuff after we're out of quarantine. We'll make Macron. Yeah. We'll make some Macron and we'll live stream it or something dumb. Yeah. That'll, that'll be, be fun. fun. Yeah. <laughs> fun for us. Yeah. You guys just get to watch us yell at each other through yeah. the screen. That's fun. That is fun. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Wash your hands. <laughs> Always before you bake <laughs> and in life in, just general. in general. Before you bake. <laughs> Only before you bake.